Hey guys, I'm going to start this podcast off with a new letter for the new word. The first letter is S as in superstar. I really think you're going to love this episode. This is some serious girl power and she is just, oh, she's on fire. I'm really excited to kind of get into this sort of segment of powerful females. I'm pretty sure we're back to back to back. So uh, sit down, enjoy, definitely get out some pens and papers. This is one for the notebooks. No doubt you'll be able to do 50 lives off of this one podcast. So enjoy this podcast with Danelle Delgado. Hello, hello, everybody. What's going on? It's Jesse Lee. Call me hashtag Boss Lee or the People's Mentor. And today I am very excited to bring to you somebody that I really, truly feel like, especially those of you who are the work horses and you feel like you're doing all of the right things and you're not getting the results and you're sitting there like, shut up, Jesse Lee. I'm doing everything. Help assist out. I really feel like today's guest is going to take this to the next level for you. She did start in network marketing. She will tell you about how terrible she was at it. And uh, she will inspire you to find your path and do what's best for you. But what makes me like her so much, even though she's known as the millionaire maker and she's known for helping people make money online, which there could not be a better time for you to screenshot this podcast, put it in every single story, tag a thousand friends. Hello, we're all stuck at home. She, on top of all that, she's great. She's a businesswoman that's going to blow your mind. But I finally met her at Top Summit. We both taught. Uh, I, don't, I don't know, time, where does time go? I don't know. However long ago that was, two months ago or something. And both of us were just like, where have you been all my life, sister? Like I knew you, like I knew of you, but I did not know you. And then we were both like, okay, we've got to collaborate on something. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled to be able to have you here on this podcast. So she is a cancer survivor. She is a single mama. She has twins. So it, it, and like the twins came second, right? Like, didn't you have? Uh, yep. So she, after. yep. So she had her boy, and then boom, twins. So have, you know, I'm sure that's a ton of fun for those of you in that situation too but she's just a good soul and she has so much value to provide this space that I really am so excited to have every single one of you here and learn from Danelle Delgado the one and only millionaire maker let's rip sister what is going on over there talk to us talk to the people <laughs> I've been waiting all month for this I tell you what like when you see someone who is making a dent that is unignorable like you you just want to be in their space right and and that's you so anything you your listeners need I mean I'm here to help just bring a new edge that's I, it. I really appreciate that like I said I feel like we both connected just from a wow we're doing the things kind of perspective and so super excited to connect so why don't we take it back then? Why don't we take it back for people when you were the single mom, network marketer, trying to make things work? Your story's very inspiring, and I, I, I would love for you to share it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I got started in network marketing out of a complete need, right, necessity. I, um, well, I was going through a divorce, and that was never the plan, right? Um, so when life happens, you, you do whatever you can. So I actually was working three jobs, and I started network marketing on the side. Everybody I knew was like, you know, oh, this is, this is a low point for Danelle, right? She, now she's into one of those scams. And, you know, so I'd like go to the grocery store, and people would run away the other direction. It was just like I was doing everything I could, and I was so bad. I was trying so hard. I was meeting, like I knew the entire community. So I was meeting with everybody and everyone said no. <laughs> so 
came up to like this one month that was a turning point for me. It was Christmas. It was December. I had done over 60 meetings uh, with hundreds of people. Like literally when I talk networking, I was like excellent at networking. I was terrible at sales. So I uh, got all these people together. I signed zero, <laughs> zero customers, zero business partners. My mentors were like, no, we love you. You're so sweet. This is not for you. And when it comes from one of the top 10 in network marketing in the world, you usually listen to that, right? They're educated people <laughs> telling me I sucked. Um, but I, I was watching and for me, it, it just made sense. I go, this, this is any way you look at it. I'm not stupid. This makes sense. There has to be a way for me to figure it out. This old lady I see on stage, I'm just going to be direct. She's making it. This guy with no teeth is making it. Like, why do I suck so bad? Like, I'm not ugly. I'm not stupid. I just didn't get why I couldn't get it to work. And um, so literally, it wrecked my confidence. And I was like, I've always been a confident human being. Now I'm broke, and I'm broken from divorce, and I can't do business. And I was like, well, you either throw in the towel or you change something massive. So I ended up calling every single one of my friends in sales, uh, financial world, insurance, automotive, anybody I knew. And I asked if I could listen in on their sales calls. I came in and sat in in their dealerships and in their offices. And I listened to them talk to people. I wrote scripts for days about like how to present my opportunity to people. And I was selling like phone, TV, internet, gas, electricity, things I knew nothing about. And they're like, how does this work? And I was like, that is a great question. <laughs> I have no idea. You know, so I started studying. I started studying the industry. I started studying what I was selling. And um, 30 days later, I recruited over 140 people Woo! by myself and broke records, made money. Um, you know, I, I, the rest is kind of history where I studied and studied. And I always just studied the industry. I, I figured if I didn't have confidence, competence could cover up for that. <laughs> so once I built competence, I really let let it build who I was, and I started, you know, building and building. I ended up building three network marketing companies before I went on my own. And um, I don't think it was necessarily all skill. It was a lot of heart and a lot of hustle, and I added skill on the top and got better and better and better. But I think so many people treat network marketing just lazily, like, hey, this is going to be my backup. This is my side hustle. And I'm like, no, this is – this is my life. This is my livelihood. And when you treat it like that, it, it changes how you live, how you study, how you talk to people, you know, too many people who weren't very smart winning where I was like, okay, there's gotta be a way to do this. And I'm nothing bad about them, but I'm like, if, it, if, if that guy could do it, surely there's room for me. I love that you say that because I don't know how much of my story you know, but uh, my listeners know that what got me to actually pull the trigger on MLM from direct sales, because direct sales is just a scam, uh, what got me to pull the, the plug from party planning into network marketing was that when I decided I would look into it, I called a bunch of these seven-figure earners, these people you're talking about, where, you know, you're, I'm being that, you know, but I'm just going to cut to the chase, these, you know, no teeth, old people, whatever. They were not intelligent. 
Like they were not sharp. You know, I'm sitting there on the phone and like, you're making a million dollars a year. If you're making a million dollars a year, like you said, surely I can make a million dollars a year because I am cute and I am smart and I am funny and you are no other, none of those things. Um, and so I, I love, there's so much, I just took so many notes. I already, I literally already have a page. So I hope you guys have your pen and paper out. We're seven minutes in and it's like, oh my God. So I love that you were literally told, you know, you suck. You shouldn't do it. I love that you were told you're terrible at sales. I love that you even said you had identified that because I think so much it's like you need to be told, hey, you're bad at this. This is what you need to, to improve on. So you were told, you know, hey, you're bad at sales. And the biggest key distinction that I hope everybody heard because you said it twice. It must have been so nice is you said you called everyone who was in sales and you asked to listen to their sales presentation. Because you didn't, you didn't know how to sell. And the thing is that if you can sell one thing, you can sell anything. And I, I also love that you had the awareness to call yourself on the fact that you're like, I don't know nothing about this product. I don't know nothing about this service. And that's probably why I suck at selling it. That's amazing. And then the, 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 this whole didn't have confidence, but I figured my competence could push me through. Like that, that's a, that, wow, wow, wow. I love it. Um, and then you just called people out, which is very Danelle. Okay. Like very cut to the chase. She's not going to sugarcoat this podcast. So if you were hoping for, you know, rainbow sunshine and puppies, you know, that's not this one. Okay. Well, I'll interview mother Teresa next. I'm kidding. But, uh, no, she, you know, you said some of you are treating MLM lazily. You know, you're treating your businesses lazily and you're expecting different results. Uh, you're, you're saying it's a backup. It's a side hustle. It's, it's not your livelihood. And you were saying you have to change that. And I think that's so important, especially right now in the climate. Um, if you're listening to this in the future, we are with Corona. Oh, my internet's unstable. It'll come to you. Don't worry. Don't worry. Uh, but you know, we're dealing with Corona right now, which is why the internet's unstable because everyone's on their, their internet. But People are starting to realize that what they viewed as a side hustle probably for so long that was just really not paying them. You know, I always say that if you treat it like a hobby, it's going to pay you like a hobby and hobbies cost money. I think people are starting to really dip their toes in what you're talking about, which is treating it much more like this could be a career choice, much more like this could actually be what gets me out of this depressed, divorced, single mom of three situation I'm in. And this could actually be what changes everything in my life. And so I love that we, I love the timing of this right now. I don't believe in coincidences, but I, I love that you said that. I think it's, I think it's so profound. It's, it's, it's the time right now. People are online complaining and talking about how they can't go anywhere. I'm like, this is the greatest blessing of your life. Sit down, study, and get after it. Mm -hmm. Like we pray for opportunities to have a little bit of a break to get ahead because most people just go through the mundane every single day. And they're like, I just can't create time. I can't create time. You're right. You can't, but Corona did like pray for those who are sick and get your hustle on. Right? Like, it's not about what we can't do right now. It's about everything we can. And I got started in the middle of the crash 12 years ago, and everyone was open to the idea. I was like, what are all these businessmen looking at me? I was so broke, I didn't even know there was a crash. Yes. Wow. So I'm out there starting network marketing. Didn't realize that I lost my job because there was a financial crisis. Didn't know that. Okay. They shut down our company. I had no job all of a sudden. And then I got started and I'm like, why are all these mortgage lenders and real estate agents talking to me right now? And they're so excited to learn from idiot me. And I didn't get it. 
But I'm telling you, people's minds, where they used to shut people down for lack of knowledge about MLM, now they're open to it because they have no choice. And it's the greatest time to find talent. So many people reach out to just try to get anyone to sign up. And I want you to treat your business right now as the greatest sorting tool in the world. I only want champions. Mm. Like champions who are ready to grow. Like people think when I'm like talking to people, I'm trying to sell people. I'm not selling anyone. I'm sorting. I'm seeing if you're going to do good with my name, with my training, right? Are you willing to work? What are you really looking to create? I'm interviewing people who are going to pay me to work with me, right? So so I think it's it's a twist on it. Yes, you can help everyone. Everyone has friends who need this opportunity. Um, which are also going to be helped by the more talented people that you bring in who are just willing to be brave, talk to people. And, um, and it's, it really is. It's the greatest opportunity of your time. It's just how you look at it. I, I've had more time to spend with my kids. Uh, now, although th- th- I'm missing some of my luxuries, like um, eyelashes and chefs, uh, I'm making it. <laughs> Dude. I had to learn how to put these babies on. It's like a 17-minute ordeal. I feel you. Like, my lashes are looking sparse over here. Like, you don't want to even look at my feet, the pedicure. I really, thank God I don't dye my hair or my roots would be God knows how long. <sighs> but I, I, I love that. I hope everyone wrote that down. Some people, most people complain about not having enough time. And you literally just said, Corona made time. I've been really getting kind of feisty on this. And I've been saying, like, I've been saying this is going to be the biggest blessing of your life. You, there will be people who look back on this and go, I'm just going to use myself as an example just because I have been saying this every day 19 times. This will be the however month long span that I will look back on and I'll say that's when Boss Lee was really made. Because I'm going crazy. I've decided, you know who's sitting at home? Every single powerful person like yourself that I've wanted to have on this podcast who usually I'm like, they're like, yeah, we can schedule something, uh, you know, yeah, sure, uh, 17 months away, you know, just get with my assistant. I've got 17 world tours. I'm like, oh, crap, you know, like the ability to reach out to literally anybody. Everyone is sitting at home on their phones. Everybody. Mm-hmm. Now, I deal with it with imposter syndrome, so reaching out to people like you and all these, I'm just like, oh, God, are they going to say no? You know, and I know it's stupid. Okay, I'm working through it, Danella. I'm working through it. But, but, but I love that you said corona made time. Yeah. Corona really did. And people, like you said, are very open. Very yes. open. Um, I'm telling you. Yeah. Like, like years ago, right? You know, you know the Cardone movement and Grant, everybody's like, how'd you become friends with them? How'd you get with all those stages? I'm like, dude... I sent them a hundred videos in a row. So they paid attention to me. Make your videos, right? They literally like sent their op, like I was doing creative videos, like walked into a piano studio and it was full of pianos. I was like, hey, can I borrow this piano for just a minute? And I like rewrote Piano Man and sang to him. I like was up in a plane. I did like the craziest things to get his attention because that's what he taught. Yeah. And the office called and they were like, that's so sweet of you. Please stop sending videos. And I'm like, I'm going to send one more. So I like made one more and they finally called. And they're like, all right, what do you want? <laughs> right. And so it started this relationship of persistence. Yet people are sitting there watching the news, getting depressed, wondering what they should do, just taking a break. And I'm like, I'm over here recording content. I'm interviewing people just like Boss Lee. Like, I'm like, this is what I've been wanting. Time to do this. Absolutely. This is amazing. All right. Back to the Corona rant. Sorry about that, everybody. The, uh, the internet is really taking a swan dive. But we prayed for this is what she was explaining. That's like, right. We did. 
People want an opportunity to get ahead. You were just given it, right? So don't be stupid. Stay in your house and get to work, right? Create, try things, use all the talents you've always wanted to use, right? Like throw stuff out there, see what works. Sometimes if it's bad, it gets more views. Who cares? They looking at you. So, right? I'm just telling you, like, if you ever wanted to be brave, I'd go ahead and give it a shot now. Yep. I love, I love it that twice now you've said be brave and talk to people. And that is how you're going to get noticed is by, is really by content. I have been on this big, long, crazy content, 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 content. Uh, and it's not to say you have to produce like Danelle and myself. Okay. I don't want you to look at the two of us and just shut down and say, I could never do what they're doing. Um, cause I see you going live now constantly. And, and I, I love that, you know, I'm live multiple times a day on multiple platforms. I'm YouTubing every single day, podcast every single day, IGTV every, I mean, we, I mean, TikToking. I, it has gotten crazy over here. I feel like child like I don't even know like I love and it's here's the cool thing for me and I don't know if you agree but I feel like we're soul sisters in a lot of ways so I know you probably agree I feel like this the freedom I am feeling when I look at this the schedules right over here I look at the schedule and it's so packed that I'm just like oh my gosh I am so busy like how cool is it that I'm this busy I don't know like that fires me up what now here's a question how do you get as determined as you are? Because most people, when they're told by their upline, you suck, quit. They don't go on to build three network marketing businesses to the top. They don't go on to create multiple millionaires through a coaching system. They don't, they don't, they don't do that. They shut down. They lose the confidence. Nothing. Why you, what is the reason you are persistent? You use that word too. What is the reason you're determined and and how can somebody find that in themselves? Where, where does that come from? Yeah, I, so I think probably two things. Number one, um, we all have this instinct inside of us, right? We all already know, right? You see someone speaking up there, you see someone talking, and you're like, God, I feel like that could be me. If that is your truth, nobody puts a dream in your heart that's like playing jokes on you. So if it's in there, you have the ability to tap into it anytime you want. The only thing you have to do is get rid of the lies, people's opinions that would make you not listen to it. Okay, nothing is truer than what's in you. And I've always had that in me where when someone says something and like my hair stand up on my neck or, well, I don't really have like hair on my neck. (laughs) Right? But you know, like when you're, you get the goosebumps, you're like, that that felt kind of evil and mean. And is that really, okay, anything that's like that, I had this instinct to just go, no, you lock in, you know, Danelle, your one goal is to matter to be significant, to make a freaking difference. And if that person's telling you anything, well, that's not the truth. So there's one, right? When you have that instinct, when you notice, hey, I'm supposed to do something, you see that we're marketing and you're like, I feel like this could be a real thing. Duh, yes, that's inside you. It's been working for years and years. So anybody who says it doesn't, they just didn't do it. So, so here's the thing, you've got you. The other thing I firmly believe is it only takes one person to believe in you to change your entire life. One person, you need one. One anchor that you can hold on to and go back to in truth because it's been a different person in my life for different phases. But as I look through what happened in all of the hurdles of my life from divorce and cancer and losing all my money several times because I didn't know what to do with it. Like all these different things that I went through, there was always one human that came in there and was just there going, come on, one more, one more. And I just, I I realized like all the other opinions, 
they could be drowned out by one human that would give me a message that aligned with what I already knew inside of me. Like, so who was that then? Who was that when, when people are telling you to quit, who was your one person then? Who's your one person now? Yeah, it's a great question. So in the beginning, it was my grandpa. Um, you know, he was quiet, a man of few words, um, but he always had enough to talk to me. I'd hop in the tractor and ride around with me. So growing up, like through my parents' divorce and all that stuff, when stuff was hard and I was kind of ignored, um, he always saw me, you know, even if it was just a wink, even if it was a couple of lines that he told me in my entire life that I kept with me. So it was, you're one decision away from changing your life, good or bad, you know, at all times. I'd make a decision and I'm like, yeah, that was a bad one. I deserved it, right? Or that was a good one. Or he'd, he'd just call me out on stuff. He'd never let me say, I know. He's like, no, you don't. Don't Ooh. ever say that. Ooh. Don't say I know. Right? Just listen. And I was like, yes, sir. Right? He, he'd tell me things like, if the world knocks you around a little bit, you had something to do with it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Okay. Clear? Right? He was just direct enough. Um, you know, he, he always would be like, wake up. Like, not everybody made it today. You better get after it. That's that. Those little lines stuck in my head, even when he wasn't around. Um, and I think I was probably the only grandkid blessed enough to have those conversations with him. So that was one. Um, it became a mentor. After that, it became people who I had mentored their kids. It was their parents who mm. poured into me and believed in me. It was, um, but it was never who you'd think it was. One of my parents wasn't um, spouses. Wasn't spouses. I've only had one, but you know, (laughs) but you know, it wasn't ever that at times it was, but when I gave it to, when I gave my beliefs to someone who, um, who wasn't like outside of my life, right. They had the ability to take it away. So when I gave, gave my best self to like a spouse, like a mental thing like that, like I'll tell people, I will listen, you keep those things separate. You have mentorship on the outside who they're vested in it. And it really became the mentors that I paid because they had a vested interest in me winning. When I counted on people who I didn't pay, they were putting me, my future was like in their spare time, right? So it started becoming these people that I would pay to be significant um, pieces of my success system. And I could trust them because they were telling me what would make me successful. If I lost, if I lost, I lost, I can speak. It's all good. If I lost, they lost. So, so that's kind of what it became. It became like a couple of key people in my life, but then it became paid mentorship, right? Um, I made people look good when I won. So I wanted to work with the very best of the best. I went so far in debt paying the smartest people in the world um, that people thought I was crazy. And it's what made me win faster than anybody else because they didn't give me fluffy advice. Okay, we got to back a lot of this up. Because, <laughs> oh my God. I don't, like, I really feel like people need to hit the rewind button and just listen to that whole section again. Uh, because I love that you need one person to anchor you. And I'm glad I asked about that. I had a feel, I don't know. Like, I'm very intuitive. You probably are too. So my tattoo on my wrist says, love Nana. My Nana was my, oh, it's her God. signature, right? But she was my... And I love how you said it because I never thought about it until the perspective you just said where she wasn't really that chatty. Right. You know, I did not get my speaking from her. Okay. 
<laughs> but like it was the being seen thing. It was being the grandchild that she would pour her little nuggets in. You know, it was mm -hmm. the she spent the extra time making sure I spoke very clearly because we all speak very quickly because there were a lot of us, you know, yeah. like little little nuances. And I love that you said that. Thank you for sharing your heart with your grandfather because uh, you spent quite a bit of time talking about that. And I, I love that because I think sometimes people will put uh, achieving women in a weird box, which I hate. That's so why I don't like the hashtag girl boss right. stuff. And like, I'm like, I'm a right. boss. Like enough with the girl, lady yeah. boss. I know, shut up. But like, we still have that softness. And I think that our feminine power is what actually makes us even stronger when we get away from the masculine, which sometimes we do lean towards. I can feel that with yeah. you, right? Um, yeah. But I love this because you said, I love one of his quotes. Uh, if the world knocks you around, you had something to do with that. I'm sure that taught you accountability from a very, very young age. Because you're not a BSer. And I think a lot of people... You can correct me if you don't agree, but a lot of people kind of, why is, why is this happening to me? And I love yeah. that you were taught from God knows what age that was probably two, you know, yeah. like, Hey, listen to now, listen, friend, you know, sister, friend, whoever's listening right. to this, like the reason your business is stinky right now is it has something to do with you, right? The reason your relationships in your life aren't very powerful right now or good or happy or whatever, like give yourself some accountability. I love that. No blaming, shaming, and justifying. And mm -hmm. one thing we have to talk about that just, ah, I loved it. You mentioned mentors you paid. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned that there was a similar aligned, I would call it aligned interest. Because if you succeed with this mentor, the mentor looks good. And yep. the mentor will talk about you. And the, yep. and the mentor was worth going into debt for because you were willing to work so much harder and so were they. And I yep. love this because a lot of people know that I have spent God knows how much money with Eric yep. Worre, right? Yep. And now he just edified me on his live with a billion people on it where he's like, my friend, oh, tell your story. And I know he's a good man, right? And we are friends and yep. we have a very good relationship now. Yep. But I know that of course, in any opportunity given, that man will highlight me for the simple fact that I spent God, oh my, hundreds of thousands of dollars at this point with him. Mm -hmm. And I said, I'm just going to shut up and be a student. And it's the re and all of that money, even when I got, I don't know if you know this, I got terminated two days after I spent $80,000 with him. And I didn't get a refund. There was no refund. So I'm like, like this is 2017 I'm like I can't breathe I'm like I don't get no refund and it made me go crazy and so I want to hear about some of those I want to hear about some of these mentorship stories I want to hear why you think you have you should pay for mentorship I want to hear all this and everyone listens to me knows that currently and it's I say currently because we had a discussion earlier currently there's no courses of mine to buy currently there's no there's nothing I'm doing this literally because I, I love to serve but right Talk to me about this. I want to hear more about this. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm kind of a sit back and watcher at some point, right? Like I'll take it all in and I'll see what's happening in the world and I'll adjust and I'll move forward, right? So as I was watching the world of coaches, as I went from network marketing to building my own training company, right? To train people to sell because I feel like and it was really to train people to be good with people more than sales. Um, I... I, I was watching all of these people who were proclaimed coaches, um, mentors, helping people online. And I was like, okay, you say you're a social, me social media expert. You have 500 followers and you say that you're a business coach, but you're driving 
Pinto. I don't really know if they still make Pintos. <laughs> I have so um, funny. I say Pinto. I'm like Ford Pinto. I, I don't even know if I was alive when they came out, but I say it. <laughs> I know. It just sounds funny, right? Everybody knows it's like the worst car you could ever have. Right. So, you know, I just saw all these people and I and who were offering me help at the time, right? To know, we know you're broke and you're trying to do this. It's so sweet of you. We know you're good at sales, honey, but, you know, you're aiming high coming out of the gate in your own new business. Let us help you. He has $10,000 will help you. And I'm like, you broke. I want to learn from the very, very best. I want, so literally, um, I was doing these live events. I went uh, super far in the hole. I, I invested in some people, made some wrong decisions at the beginning. I, people who I thought believed in me who came back and didn't. You know, you learn those lessons, right? Yes. Always a snake in the grass just to be bites you or not. Um, but then... I go, you know what? Who's the best in the world? Okay, well, we've got Darren Hardy, editor of Success Magazine. I know he interviewed everyone who's successful in the world. I'm going to get to know him. We've got Grant Cardone, who's on his way up several years ago, okay, who's um, moving fast. If I could get him before, you know, he gets really, really massive and I, and I can't get close to him. You know, you've got um, all of these things kind of happened in a row. My whole goal was Richard Branson, which I finally got connected to last year. It was like the last thing on my list. And now I have all of that moving in that direction where I'm working to give a million to charity every year. And, you know, like these kinds of things. So these are some of the big things. But the first one was Grant where I went all in. Um, I had just come through uh, cancer and not had, um, I didn't have health insurance. So everything that I was making from network marketing was gone. Wow. Um, and so I was, I was just like healthy ish and I was starting my new company and I was like, okay, I'm gonna go all in. I've got a couple of these events. We did a couple little events and I crushed it, but I made zero money because I didn't know to sell anything. I let everybody else sell everything. Didn't even take a percentage. I was just stupid. <laughs> like I just didn't know. Yeah. I was just like, just learn from the best and I'm going to be on stage and learn from them too. Cause I know I can help you here, but where I air, I'm going to bring in these people. So I was paying these people to come in and speak. I was out there hustling grabbing sponsorship money because I had no money to like bring in speakers. And I went $180,000 in the hole to bring in Grant, to have the best uh, real estate people in Denver sponsor. Like literally I had 12 minutes to convince, maybe maybe 18, to convince the, the top real estate agent female in Denver to give me a massive check to bring in Grant and fly him into his plane. And, and I was like, okay, here's what you're gonna do. My negotiation skills came in and my sales skills. And, and she gave me a check right then. And I was like, holy crap, I could do this. I could raise this money, right? So I went 180 of mine in the hole. Plus I raised all of this money. And at the end, I was um, negative a lot. And everybody, and I had pneumonia the day of the event. I was like, again, coding cough syrup because I worked so hard. They're like, who's the event planner? Me. Who is the sponsor getter? Me. Who is the people putting butts in seats? Me. Also me. Also me. Right. And so I was doing this. I had like, I don't know. I don't remember if it was three or 500 people in a room, um, screens all around. I'd used everything. It was this massive event. It blew up online and they were like, this kid's going to make it. And I'm like, I am so broken sick right now. This is going to be a nightmare. <laughs> right. Um, that mentorship and me, pouring into him and paying so much and sharing him all over and giving him all of my audience. He showed up that day and I said, okay, what am I going to help you sell? And he was sat down on the couch with me and he looked me in the eye and he said, I'm not here to sell anything. I'm here for you. Proud of you. How can I help? 
From that day forward, it has been an incredible relationship. Elena shared me out yesterday as her dear friend. Like they have just, they were like, you say what you're going to, you do what you say you're going to do. You serve people well. You give everything. Um, when I tell you, like he embarrassed me online so many times telling me where I was wrong. And I was so grateful. I never like fought him on it. I was like, you're right. So like you're right i gotta change it i gotta adjust like he ate me for lunch one day and was like that's not gonna work in front of everybody all my clients were watching like that's so embarrassing and um and i was like you're right and two months later i did what he said and i went from building another six-figure business to doing six figures in a weekend and i was like i should do this all the time oh my gosh right like you know just and he helped blow my mind so i think um, everybody told me I was crazy. I had two really close friends at the time. One told me I was nuts. Um, like I was aiming too high, like quit sacrificing everything for my, like my kids' livelihood depended on me. What was I doing? And my other friend was like, you'll do it. You'll do it. And this will change your life. Only one of them is still my friend. Oh, I wonder and- which one. yeah right but it, it changed the trajectory of my life. So then when it came time for his big deal, 10x, I was the first female speaker they named. When it came time for Elena's first 10X, I was one. When it came for a success story, I made more listening to their training. So I was a huge champion of their program. And he shared me with billions of people. I got to be there with Kevin Hart and, you know, all these people. I'm standing there and my kids are like, mom, we're so proud of you. And I'm like, all worth it. All worth it. So now I could have used one of those coaches who drove a Pinto or did any of those kinds of things and um, grown slow, but I'd rather learn from the best and sacrifice so much I had to deliver. I put myself in a position where there was no going back. Like I had to win. And I think so many people set goals to where if they fail, it's okay. Um, And then some people set goals so high, they just debilitate themselves because there's no way of getting it. I think there's a right goal where you say, listen, this is more than I've ever done. It will take more than I think I have, but I'm going to go until it's done. And when you do that, you are training your brain that you'll cross the finish line and the next time it'll be easier. It's so strong. I'm obsessed with what you just said. (laughs) Uh, I love all of that. I, I, I really like how you said you want people around you that help blow your mind. Like you said, Grant blew your mind. And I really mm-hmm. feel like if you get around the right people, now it doesn't have to be the Darren Hardy's, Grant Cardone's, Richard Branson's in the world. Who is the best in your space? And I would encourage you to check the Carfax. Okay? Yeah. Like there's a lot of, and especially, she, her hand, you can't see her guys. Her hands are raised hallelujah-ing over there. Okay? There are especially network marketing. Just because somebody says that they've built something, just because somebody says, I own that mug, you are freaking me out. Our alignment is very scary. Shut up. Put the mug down. I own it. Like, (laughs) you're scaring me right now. Um, (laughs) I swear. Like, like, just because somebody says, oh, I'm, I'm a master distributor of whatever. Like, I want you to, no, you need to ask around. You know, and, and so Danelle does sell courses. You should check her out, Right. And I can say that because I know people who have had success with her. It's not just, oh, well, mm, uh, but you should still ask around just because I'm telling you to listen to her. Don't listen to me. Go find out who her students are. Go find out what their results are. Go find out if other people are, re- if she's really making millionaires. Check the facts. Because there's, and I, oh, I always have this weird thing. I'm like, if network marketers are making as much money as they say they are in their company and they're selling courses inside their company, they're lying to you. <laughs> right? Look they're the- lying to you. 
like, I mean, I think it's different. You know, I'm start, I'm, I'm obviously I've changed my, my tune a bit from a couple years ago where it's like, there's so much about, I need to start selling stuff. I will never sell it to people that I'm making money off of. Never. Yeah. And that's in my, that's my entire company. Cause we have global pools. You know, it's like, look at, look at the success. It's the things you learn. It's, it's not that hard to figure out. And here's why people are like, oh, they said something. They're like, uh, is that the truth? And then they don't listen to it. I'm like that, uh, that you have is accurate, right? That's your gut. Oh, That's your intuition. Why did she switch companies and all of a sudden do this? And now she's selling all of this. Huh? That's interesting. It's not interesting. It's you're educated. So don't be a douche. Like don't. <laughs> follow idiots, right. right? Like if it feels right, if you talk right, if you see it right, people are always like, well, where can I find out more information? To you? I'm like, uh, Google me. Yeah. Look on my Facebook page. It's all of my clients shouting it out. I don't need to tell you how good I am. Like, look at Desi Lee. You cannot ignore, right? A lot of people say a lot of things and I'm like, dude, that was more information that she dropped on that stage than anyone knows. Are you kidding me? Who would I hitch my wagon to? Like, mm. just like you, you have to follow those things. And your instincts, friends, are so much better than you give them credit. So I have this rule. You can feel free to steal it. If in doubt, leave it out. If in if doubt, doubt, leave it out. It's a no from me, right? If there's ever a doubt, doesn't align with my mission, my vision, my values, I'm all, and I'm out. No, thank you. It's kind of no, like, this is so this. And I'm like, no, no, thank you. No, thank, thank you so much. It's like if it's a, if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no, right? Yes. If it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. It's the same yeah. thing. It's following that gut. It's following that intuition. It's following that sixth sense people always say they want. Newsflash, you have a sixth sense. It's that, ooh, wait, what? That, hmm, uh, eh, mm. Like, come on now. Uh, I want to go back to when you said you've got to get uncomfortable and you put yourself in situations where you feel like you're so uncomfortable you have to win. And I love that you said so many people are making goals too small. Don't make them so big you go, oh, there's not even a chance in hell. Um, Are there some situations outside of what you just described with Grant where you've been extremely uncomfortable? I ask because one of my biggest defining moments happened in maybe 2012. And I got out of a toxic relationship by moving into a luxury condo that it it was literally just over what I was currently making in an entire month. And it mm-hmm. took me from making mm-hmm. that 1700 a month, 2000 a month. I shot the very next month to 10K yeah. because I was so scared that I wouldn't pay my rent on this apartment yeah. and I was going to have to go back to dumb, dumb butthead that I was yeah. like, oh, hell no, hell no. And it, it propelled my, my entire existence. So Grant, I think, is such a big example. It was beautiful. Yeah. I loved it. I can relate. Yeah. What are some, yeah. But what are some, um, maybe some other times where you've done that, you've gotten uncomfortable enough that you had to win and it's not okay if you fail. Yeah. I mean, I think, I really think everything in my life has been that way. I had someone read my personality one time. Like they, I took one of those, I don't know, thousand question things and he brought me up and he was like, you're like MacGyver. You live like you're drowning and it doesn't bother you at all. He goes, most people would just drown. And so I think I do well in intense situations. I think this stuff happens. I think companies call me when they're like in it and they're like losing that I'm like, oh, I got this. Give me a problem. Yo, I'll solve it. Right? (laughs) Like, um, like I love that. So if I look back, everything I did was um, I left before I had it. 
And here's what happens. You have to do that in a scalable way. Otherwise your brain is going to be trained that you fail. Cause if you fail, you're going to, the next time you leap, you're going to be like, well, I failed last time. So I'll probably fail this time. So you kind of lose beforehand. So I'd set little attainable goals. Now this is what I do. It's not like mind blowing information. Most of entrepreneurs out there train this, but I set goals 90 days out and I have a little plan to where I teach people how to go hit them. Those little plans were get an apartment, get a dog, get a car. Um, you know, but everything was a risk. It was a calculated risk that if I do this, I'll earn enough to do this. For instance, um, even right now, um, we're, we're getting ready to build a house. Um, and I look at that and I go, well, rather than using money that I have, I always create new cash. So I go, well, if I need 500,000 down payment, okay, I know that sounds big, but I did this even when I was looking for an apartment. Okay. If I've got to pay 1800 a month, which was more than I had ever paid ever for anything by myself. Um, well, here's what I'm going to do to go earn it. And I'm going to go ahead and sign the deal and then I'm going to go earn it. So I had 90 days to like save my life. And so, so those little things, I always create the cash up front. So I'm never pulling from lack or doubt, or I don't have enough. So, so let's go back to when I had nothing. Okay. So it literally had an apartment, uh, didn't have anything, had a tent for my kids to play. And we didn't have furniture. We didn't have anything. I started from total scratch and my friends helped me with the apartment. I had 30 days to pay the next payment. Um, and this was December when I was the worst in the world and I didn't make it. And so I literally was like going to be kicked out. I went and made, hold on. Oh, that is the sneeze. It's past. Sorry. That's <laughs> okay. Um, but I literally thought, hey, I'm like, I'm not going to make it. So I went and negotiated a deal with the apartment complex and said, I guarantee I'll have it for here. And they made me sign this deal where I was going to lose my tail if I didn't have it. So I had to pay three months in advance in the next, like, I think it was like 20 days or something for me to be able to stay. And like, I had nowhere else to go. So like, I think setting, so I signed it knowing I had no way to go create it. And I was like, I'll do anything but sell my body. But if it's necessary, I'll think about it. Like <laughs> I was literally like, what do I do? Yeah. You know? Um, and as a, as a mom, you know, those are humbling things that you don't share with anyone. And I just went to work. And so all those excuses, like I want people to know the excuses that we believe this person won't listen to me. This person told me no before, uh, like all those excuses that we listen to are just our own way of accepting failure. Mm. Like I, I literally talked to everyone I knew. I mean, subway guy was on my list. He had a good personality. I didn't even know his name. So I was like, I'm going to talk to everyone. And I did. And, um, in that moment, I wasn't acting in an art of desperation. I was acting in, in hope, in passion, in I'm going to change my life. I have a few days to do it. Who's coming with me? Um, and people follow that strength. So the strength that it takes to set a big goal is the same strength that people will listen to you under, right? So if you're setting these weak goals, they're not going to follow you in that weakness because you're just trying. I was so committed at that point. People were afraid not to come with me because they're like, 
dude, she's doing it this time. Well, people follow but, people with passion and people follow people with vision. And so if your yeah. vision is, oh, my goal is to make $100 a month, you're going to have a harder time recruiting than if you're freaking yourself out and saying, no, I need to make 10000 a month. Because just right. psychologically, you step up to the plate. You act different. You, you project your own energy differently when you, are, when you start to see yourself as more than you currently are, which is everything right. you just said. That acting in hope, acting in passion, who's coming with me. Uh, I love that you said when we're making excuses, it's what we're, we're accepting failures. You know, you're accepting exactly. failures that haven't even happened. That's the great irony. None of this actually happened. You're just creating it in your mind. And the problem is that when you create stuff in your mind like that, that is what manifests into your, your reality. Because yes. you're accepting that failure. Yes. You only, friends, understand this. You only have to win one time to reframe every loss in your life. When I won one month, all of those other lies that used to creep into my head and stop me never came back up. Because they were proven false. So, so all those things, you only need one win, one risk, one leap. And the cool thing is, never working, man, you don't, you don't even have to risk much. Like, like it's given, it's like, here's your hallelujah, Hail Mary, you're looking for. Just take it. Just get over yourself. Just be brave until you get good. You'll get good, then you'll get paid. Like, that's, that's the leap. And so many people are just afraid of the leap. They'd rather hold on to those thoughts, conversations, and actions that debilitate them. I'm telling you, go win once. Go win once in the next 90 days like you never have before. And you do it during this crisis, you will never be stopped again. Ever. I, I'm unstoppable at this point. Life has continued to happen. It's not like divorce and cancer were my only challenges. Like, more money, more problems. Yeah, well, more money, different problems, I would say. You know, like, not that I'm trying to be a rap superstar. But it's just different problems. good. Yeah. There's a really good edge on it. It's true, right? Different. I had bigger ones, right? I had more people come into my life because I had money who wanted to take me out. And I was unaware of that kind of evil. Unaware. Mm -hmm. I was like, people would really do that? And my friends were looking at me like, are you, like, 12? Yes, people are evil. But, you know, like, there's great people, there's whatever. But what I learned is through that, you gain these skills. I know in my mind, no matter what happens, I'm winning. I'm progressing. I'm earning. I'm taking care of people. And I think it goes from making your goals about taking care of yourself to making your goals about what you're going to do for others when you win. When you get that off of you and onto what you can do for others, you stop being afraid. Because if you're afraid, you're making it all about you. And if you're, if you're working to like go, listen, as soon as I do this, I'm going to go help three single moms make sure that they have enough food for the month. As soon as I do this, I'm going to go put coats on kids. Uh, you know, you don't fail because they need you. And it's amazing how many times we'll like let our families down and fail for us because of a silly thought in our head or one bad experience, go in once, go in once, go help someone else to see the look on their face. Once I helped one person create a thousand dollar business, one person create a million dollar business. I never let life get in the way of my work again. Right. I love that. If I had like a, I would drop a bomb for you or something like Brad does. (laughs) Like insanity. I love that so much. And I always like to say, you know, people who are afraid to fail, that's your ego. You're afraid of looking badly, which is crazy. You're, you're not serving the world if you're so focused on how you look instead of how you can serve. And so I love that your heart is in that place. Now, I know we're, uh, we're running out of time and I respect your time, but I would love for you if you could give us one, just give me like your best 
the thing that just changed your life, maybe your biggest success tip, maybe something that's just on your heart, something you just really need to get out and let it rip. Uh, and if you guys are not already following Danelle Delgado, that's her name everywhere, Instagram, Facebook, you can check her out. Uh, she's incredible. Make sure you do so. But Danelle, if you could just leave us with something, so you, give me give me your best shot, sister. <laughs> I think it's this. Um, life is perspective, right? If, if you feel like you're losing, you're losing. If you feel like you could win, you can win. And I think the one thought that really turned everything around in my life was to get it off of me, right? I'm going to train. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to get skilled. So my competence will never be the reason I fail. Never, right? We can all train for free, P.S. You have the internet, okay? You have Boss Lee's podcast. Are you kidding me? I listen to it every day. I do. I just started listening to it because I didn't even know it was there. And I'm like, holy crap, this is amazing. Okay, so so a new fan, okay, thank you, thank new fan, you. Long, lifelong fan, okay, but you have all this, and what I want you to think about is go listen, you have everything set up for your win, but what you really need to think about that will make you move forward is who loses if you don't win. Ooh. You need to think about how it impacts your family, how it impacts the people who are supposed to be on your team, how it impacts the people who are supposed to work for you, how it impacts the charities you're supposed to donate to when you go do it, how it impacts you, how will it feel to underachieve your whole life is the most painful thing in the world to, to underestimate yourself. And so I want you thinking about that. If you just wrote that across your mirror, who loses if I don't win, you'll start working like you're capable of. And you'll stop having any excuse, listening to anything. Like somebody says something to you, you're going to look at them, you're going to smile and nod, and you're going to be like, just watch me. That's all. Uh, so powerful. I think that's what I'm going to title this episode, Who Loses If You Don't Win. So good. Danelle, I loved our time together. We do not talk nearly enough. I will have to fix this because I feel like we could have talked for the next 10 hours. I, was, I truly enjoyed that. My cup is very full right now. So thank you for your time. Um, I, I truly appreciate you, our friendship and our growing relationship. So thank you for all you do for the world. And I love your heart. And uh, I'm just so happy to see you winning at the level you are. So thanks for everything. We love you. We appreciate, I'll say I love you. I appreciate you. I don't know who we is. I love you and I appreciate you so much. Thank you for sharing today on the podcast. You are amazing. Anything you need at any time, at any moment, what you do for the world is undeniable. Like that, that's what I'm about. Like people who are doing great, I'll always have time for you. Like together you. we rise, sister. We sure do. Hey, you just sang that on a live the other day. I saw it. <laughs> I love you. Thank you so much.